Then she packed to go to, I'm sorry, I have to add this in there. She packs to go home. And I, I swear to you, y'all, she packs a hairdryer, a straightening iron, and then a sheet. She packs a sheet. I'm like, are you really that worried about like the linen, the thread count? Hi, thirsties. Welcome to the Thirsty for Hallmark podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Mary. And this is the thirstiest Hallmark podcast on the internet. Today's movie is Sweet Carolina, Carolina. starring Lacey Chabert and Tyler Hines, and it aired today, May 15th, 2021. Mary, how many cupcakes? Guys, I'm not emotionally ready <laughs> to talk about it. I cried so much. I think... Everybody sit down because this is the first time I think I'm ever going to do this. I think this was a five cupcake. Five cupcakes? Five cupcakes. How come? Oh my gosh, the emotions I felt during this movie. I saw it. Charlie saw it. Two tissues. I was just constantly wiping my eyes. I'm giving it three. Ah, three? Why? I just didn't see what was supposed to happen and what was going to happen. And then when it ended, I felt like it was abrupt. I disagree. I felt like the whole beauty of it is that grief takes different shapes and sizes. And sometimes the hardest part of grief is just doing the normal day-to-day -day things, you know? Don't! Don't! I'm glad I'm laughing at what you're saying. The tortillas back <laughs> like this. Stop. Read the room. Read the room, Charta. I feel like it was very, it was a raw movie. And Lacey, she carried that. She was crying. I was believing her crying. Lacey was great. And I think most of the performances were really good. Even the yeah. kids. This week, we're going to do things a little bit different. We're just going to give one quick synopsis. Mary, what happened? So essentially, Josie, a New Yorker, kind of working in advertising, I guess. She has, She's a very much a to-do list perfect city slicker boyfriend but she's very close with her family but she like facetimes them she doesn't see them a ton she gets a phone call from her mom one day her sister her sister's husband die in a car crash and let me tell you that was the first moment of tears because she broke down in the office and i mean i was sobbing <laughs> any other hallmark actress they would have cut to a commercial. Yeah, not like She had the range. Then she packed to go to... I'm sorry, I have to add this in there. She packs to go home. And I, I swear to you, y'all, she packs a hairdryer, a straightening iron, and then a sheet. She packs a sheet. I'm like, are you really that worried about, like, the linen, the thread count of your sister's sheets? Like, what's going on? And I thought she was going to show up with all these suitcases, but no, she just had that one little carry-on yeah. suitcase. Yeah, and so anyway, for some, somehow she has a lot of outfits in that one carry-on suitcase. She comes home and she talks to the daughter, Delilah, and the son, Ben. She can't really talk to. He's not interested. And then we meet her old lover, Cooper, played by the gorgeous Tyler Hines. And you can just tell they used to date. There's like that emotional background to it. He understands who she is. Anyway, they find out from the lawyer that she is a legal guardian of the children. And everyone's like, <gasps> and so she says, my sister is my best friend. And if she thinks I should do it, then I'm going to do it. 
and her mom's kind of on board, her brother's kind of on board, and her dad is like fully not on board. Her dad thinks that she should go back to New York, and I think he thinks if she stays, she's gonna leave anyway, mm -hmm. so she might as well just leave now and let them take care of the kids. Yeah. So she decides to stay, and slowly but surely she wins over the children, falls in love with Cooper again. Yeah, she finds the beauty of being at home. She decides to stay. As soon as she makes a decision to stay, she knows she's going to make mistakes, but she's going for it. And then she goes to school to drop off her niece's lunch. And then she's like, bye, Cooper. And then he follows her outside, and then they kiss. And that's the end, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty simple story. Uh, so who are these people? I mean, Charlie would call Lacey Chabert the queen of Hallmark. I would argue and say she's the princess of Hallmark, but tomato, tomato, she is like... She has made the most Hallmark movies. Yeah. She is like one of the number one Hallmark heroines. She is the lead in the crossword mystery series, which I personally love. She's been in some of our favorite Hallmark movies, including... Moonlight in Vermont. You know, she was in one of our second... She was not in the first Hallmark movie we watched together, but she was in the second Hallmark. Wait, our first Hallmark movie, we were like, you know, feeling out if we would like watching Hallmark together. The second Hallmark movie, we were like, oh my gosh, we love Hallmark. With love, chocolate, and romance. And they were in Belgium. And we were like, I don't know if I like this movie, but I also don't not like this movie. And we, I think I've watched it five times at this point. It's constantly on. Yeah, she's always in movies where she's traveling. Yeah. And she's typically always a baby. Or there's always a scene where she's baking. And this movie had a scene where they were throwing flour at each other and having a food fight. And she got flour in her face. And I thought to myself, I've seen Lacey Chabert with flour all over her face like that mm -hmm, before. Mm -hmm. I can't place what movie it was. In the world beyond Hallmark, she's most well known for her role, of course, in Mean Girls, where she was Gretchen. So fetch. And not another teen movie. And then her biggest TV role was Party of Five. She was Claudia. Mm. And the man is played by, his name is Cooper. Tyler Hines. And we've talked about him many times. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what we forgot to say? They were in Winter and Veil together. Yeah. Yeah. One of our other ultimate favorite <laughs> movies. So believable. The old town of Vail from the 1970s. <laughs> Tyler Hines has a special place in our hearts. Um, he slid into the Thirsty for Hallmark DMs quite a few times. No he's, big deal. He shared our memes a few times. Mm -hmm. He's really been helping us out. Yeah, he is in It Was Always You. He's been in, um, well, Winter and Vale, The Mistletoe, um, Secret. He's been in a lot. Oh. And don't forget, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> My favorite Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh, it's Christmas Eve. Hope your cares are free. Oh, man. What a classic. That was another, that was the first time we watched a Hallmark movie and cried together. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you I watched that with McDarian once? And it's like a really sad part. And she just gets up and goes to bed. And I was like, Darian. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Do you not feel this? He was also in two of my favorites, um, Flip That Romance with our fave Hallmark leading lady. Julie Gonzalo. Thank you. And then he was also in Falling For You. And that one was about a bachelor bake-off. And I liked that. Oh, I haven't seen that. Mm, yeah, it's good. So now that we know who the leading people are, who do we give the Oscar to? What are you thinking? Oh my gosh. Well, okay. 
Are you not sure? You go first. Lacey. I mean, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But I also feel like we can't forget the kit. I felt like Delilah was actually really good in this movie. You know what? You're right. Can Delilah be best supporting actress and Lacey be best actress? Okay. Yeah. I feel like this is a one-time exception where two people deserve the Oscar. What's Delilah's name? The actress? Sage Kitchen. Wow. Interesting. No. Cassidy Nugent. No. Then who is this? Oh, that's Molly. Molly? That is not what she looks like in, um... Wait, Cassidy it... Nugent. She was also... This is Winter and Veil. <laughs> okay. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I don't remember any kids in that movie. It was the girl that had the drindle. <laughs> the strudel girl. <laughs> she was blonde. I was like, oh, okay. This is a full adult. Cassidy Nugent played the girl in Chasing Waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. She is much better in this. Her character, I thought, well, she was fine in the other one. It just wasn't a great movie. Yeah. Mark and- North and Rachel Atwater. Oh my gosh, I'll never not say that. Amy Atwater. Amy, Amy Atwater. That's even worse, right? I forgot that. Amy just, Atwater. And my problem with the girl in that, so much of the plot was focused on her love life. It's like, let this girl be 11. Well, congratulations, Lacey and Cassidy. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It is. Especially for Lacey. Yeah, she's been in a lot of movies. We've yet to give her the Oscar. <laughs> Um, and I think it's special when the lead of the movie gets an Oscar. We typically, I feel like we typically don't want to give it to the lead. Like we want to showcase somebody else in the movie that was giving it their all. But sometimes you've just got to. You know who else was serving in this movie though? Hmm. The mom. She was. And the dad. I felt like, I felt like the whole family, the family unit, strong. Mm, brother strong. too. Strong, Yeah. Yeah, my three cupcakes had nothing to do with the performances. I thought the performances were great. Even Lily. Lily was the girl that the boy liked, that Ben liked. Oh, right. Yes, Lily. You know what? I believed Lily felt uncomfortable in that moment. So, yeah. I feel like the acting was amazing. Y'all, I'm going to say it. This was essentially Raising Helen, the Kate Hudson movie from, like, 2004. And you know what? I loved that movie. I love this movie. And I'm not going to apologize for it, okay? There were slight changes, but it was like the exact same movie. And I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to say I didn't. So now it's time for Homemade or Hostess. Homemade are things we loved. Hostess are things we didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with the hostess. There's a scene where Lacey wants to make breakfast for everybody. She's making toast eggs, bacon, and the toast is just making in a toaster. And all of a sudden, the toaster is smoking, and all the bread are, are ch- charred mm-hmm. and black. And I, I know you said this happens, but I don't think that really happens with toasters. It does. It could be on the wrong setting. So Somebody, once you listen to this, DM even, Charlie even and smoking. Go, yeah, when it's burnt, it will start smoking. I can see that you could overcook it, make it a little bit burnt, but not black like that. Mm. I thought it was, I thought it was. It was maybe a little over-exaggerated. Yeah. But if it was on like a bagel setting or like a frozen, you know, like you can put toasters to like frozen or non-frozen. So like you could accidentally put it on a frozen bagel setting, not check it, turn back around and it would be all burnt. Do you know what bagel setting does? Hmm. It only toasts half of it. Wow. Because I ordered the toaster for us at work. Oh, really? I I lodged a campaign. I think it was before you came here. (laughs) Because before we just had a toaster oven and it took forever. So I convinced Jenny to let us buy a toaster. Yeah. And I learned that bagel mode doesn't toast the back of the bagel, the outside. It only toasts the inside. Oh, interesting. 
I like a double toasted bagel though. Kinky. <laughs> I think she should have had muffins in the oven and then burnt those. Yeah, that I guess would have been a little bit more believable. I think a homemade for me, and I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times, the acting was so believable. They were just like, some of the lines that they said too, they weren't super cheesy. You know, sometimes in these dramatic movies, they like really say stuff that people wouldn't say in real life. And this one wasn't really like that. Like it was very authentic. I thought it was very true to the characters. A homemade for me, the dad's cardigans. Mm-hmm. He had a navy blue one with all these cables, and then he had um, a gray one that was more simple. I really need a good cardigan. I think a hostess for me was her packing from New York, and she had a sheet. <laughs> And then she had tons of clothes. Like, where did all those clothes come from? Did she ship them there? Because she didn't pack any clothes in that bag. She packed nothing. And she, like, stayed forever. So I guess they must have shipped everything. And another hostess, like, her blowing the fuse and her dad being so mad at her. Like, first of all, give the girl a break. She's blow-drying her hair and straightening and doing the water. What is a water pencil? Water pick. Oh, water pick. It's... Like the, it looks like an electric toothbrush, uh-huh. but it sprays water. It's stream water and you spray it. Oh, like they have the dentist. Kind of. Oh, yeah. interesting. Just like let Lacey live her bougie lifestyle. Sorry, not sorry, dad. But like <laughs> she needed her water pick and her strainer and her blow dryer in the middle of the night at like 4 a.m., which made no sense. But like excuse her for burning some fuses. Like it's all fine. Yeah, why was she straightening her hair? In the middle of the night made no sense to me. Oh, homemade for me. Never knew that Lacey had a dump truck. <laughs> Congratulations, Lacey. I think these Hallmark ladies are doing that machine that just works your butt that I've seen on Instagram. Mm. Because all of a sudden, they're Me's panning out like... to these big booties. <laughs> Cindy Busby first. Lacey Chabert has never had a butt before. Did she? I don't know. I thought Tyler promos showed one scene and his hair was not looking great. But I felt like throughout the movie, he started looking better and better. Just me. I thought he started looking good by the end. I like that he was in kind of slim clothes. Usually I feel like he's more in boxy. He normally has like like tons of layers. It's like a vest, a flannel, a t-shirt, and then, you know, his boots. (laughs) Yeah, but he's actually a slim guy. Yeah. He looks great. Yeah. I liked when Lacey told him, I'm a sucker for a guy with a whistle. I know. I was like, whoa, a little dirty. (laughs) Hallmark, what is going on? I think a homemade, actually kind of a hostess for me was like the brother with like the baking storyline. I mean, it wasn't a hostess necessarily, but like his dad works in like the restaurant industry, but he thought his dad would be so mad if he became a baker. And I was like... This reminds me of that that movie where his dad is a baker and he doesn't want to be he wants to be a chef. He goes into his dad's bakery and he's like, Dad, I'm not a baker, I'm a chef. Like, understand me. It's like I I understand that there are differences between being a baker and being a chef, but like are I think they're a little bit similar. You know what I mean? They're like a somewhat similar job. So I felt like it was such a big deal. And not plausible either. So we're supposed to believe nobody in his family knows that he knows how to bake, let alone likes to bake. Yet somehow he wakes up every morning, sneaks into his dad's restaurant, Mm -hmm. bakes some elaborate scone or cinnamon bun, and then takes those to a random farmer's market and sells them. Mm -hmm. All before going to work? 
at his full-time tech job. Yeah, that was that was confusing. Sorry, do not buy that. And also, he wanted to be a baker, so he takes over his father's restaurant. If I learned anything from that other movie, being a chef and being a baker aren't the same thing. I just was like, wait, what? Like, I thought, like, he was going to, like, come up with a bake shop or something. I thought Lacey was going to say, you know, I'm a branding expert. Mm-hmm. I can take your little farmer's market project. That's what I thought she was going to do, too. And, like, Hobby business. It. Yeah, and turn you into a thriving Sprinkles Magnolia Bakery kind yeah, of Yeah, which franchise. is what she did for her, what was that, um, that movie she had with, uh, that like, the three of them. There's three movies at the end. You know what I'm all talking of my about? Heart. All of my heart. Thank you. Yes, where she is like a she likes to bake, and then all of a sudden she starts it into like this conglomerate, oh. and they have it in the van, and they ship it all over the place. I thought Lazy was gonna be like, look, like crack the knuckles, <laughs> like let's get to work, <laughs> and then it's gonna be like an online conglomerate. But now she goes back to her other job. She like works like satellite office, like remote from North Carolina with her old company, her advertising company. Oh, see, I missed that. So what happened? She calls her boss and she he's like, I think the satellite office will work really well. And he's like, yeah, you're so right. I'm excited for this. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I so was going to ask you. Cause... Yeah, so she did that and then her brother takes over the restaurant. Related to that, a homemade for me is the brother who is the same actor who played Lacey's ex-boyfriend in Moonlight in Vermont. Mm-hmm. Or did I have that as a hostess? It's just, it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of creepy that before he was her boyfriend and now he's her brother. Mm-hmm. But I just love that movie so much because he happens to be visiting this random town in Vermont where... Her father lives after he dumps her. And so then she makes the chef at the B&B pretend to be her boyfriend to make him jealous. Remember I've that? not seen this. Yes, I thought we've watched it together. Keep keep describing it. There's like a maple syrup festival and there's a maple syrup tasting contest. Yes. Okay, yep, yep. No. And it's Lacey and the chef against her ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend. Yes, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. A homemade for me was her ex-boyfriend Tony is Peter Benson who is in Aurora Tea Garden. And I feel like I don't see him in a lot of movies. And if I do... He's always the ex-boyfriend. But you know what? It's always great to see him in a movie. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yay, go Peter. <laughs> and then let's just talk about the cast for a second. So we have a star-studded cast. I feel like the father, Gregory Harrison, he was in the au pair movies from back in the day. He's the dad in Science Seal Delivered, which is, as everyone knows, one of my favorite Hallmark movies. And then... Uh, he was the dad in something... Oh, he was in Love, Fall, in Order. I know, my favorite Trevor Donovan movie. And then Carol Rothery. She's, like, in so many things right now. She's in oh, One so Calls many. a Heart, Arrow, Virgin River. Um, the Dater's Playbook. The Dater's Playbook. She wrote The Dater's Playbook. Oh, really? I mean, not the movie, but she wrote the book in the movie. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, she was the author in that. She's been in so many things. And so I feel like... Those two, with the brother, with Lacey, with Tyler. I mean, this was a star-studded cast. This was like in, this was their A-game. Like, they had to dig deep in this movie, whereas, like, last week's movie, Baby It's Cold Inside, definitely didn't even scratch the surface of the drama and emotion that these people did. Hostess for me, when she went and talked to Lily, her nephew is in love with this girl and he's playing in a band and this girl lily she <laughs> mr steal your girl comes over sweeps her away so lily is like 
What did you call her? Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> oh, Mr. Steal Your Girl. Like, you kept saying that. I thought you were saying Mr. Cereal. No. <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Girl comes over and sweeps Lily away from her nephew. And Lazy's response to it is the next time she sees Lily, she goes up to Lily. This girl she's never met. And it's like, well, Ben likes you. And like... You like him. And she's like, yeah, but I don't like like Ben. Ben like likes me. And I'm like, what is happening? Lacey, abort, abort mission. Stop right now. Stop it. And that was a very uncomfortable conversation. Surprisingly, though, on the flip side, a homemade for me was when she thought Tyler was trying to propose to her. And it was actually like their childhood friend Nathan's ring that he was just helping keep secret. And she like goes down this whole spiral on like why he should have proposed to her. And he's just asking to use her father's van. And it is, I I thought it was actually less uncomfortable than I thought it was going to be. It was actually pretty funny. Yeah, I love that scene. Speaking of star-studded, that couple has been in a billion Hallmark movies. When Lacey was breaking up with her boyfriend, or he was breaking up with her, they're kind of mutually breaking up. And she goes, this is over. And he goes, you know what? It felt like it already was. (laughs) Damn. Her sister just died. You could just say, okay. Yeah. It's almost as bad, almost as bad, as Elizabeth Thatcher's line to Nathan. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Well, I told you my joke that I saw on Twitter about Ed Sheeran. Do you know how Ed Sheeran breaks up with somebody? No. He says, I love the shape of you, but I'm not in love with the shape of you. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Um, A hostess for me, look, I enjoy a good throwing flower like any other person her nephew dumps the entire bowl of flour in her hair dumps it like that's to a whole new level that's all for me now it's the time when we talk about who would we play in this movie mary since i didn't find anybody else for you you can still play the client even though it's a two-scene role yes thank you Lacey is trying to rebrand this upstate New York water company to be a Czech water company. And I'm the client in that scene. And the first scene, I I just, I love everything Lacey's saying. And the second scene, I want more details. And Lacey hangs up on me. And I'm like, uh, rude. Remember her big lines? She goes, you call it rebranding. I I call call it. it. You've got a deal. (laughs) And the hesitation there. Flawless. She acted all upset, but then she smiled. Mm-hmm. And then I played Mr. Steal Your Girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to be discussing this movie on the Hallmark Heartbeats podcast, talking to Camille tomorrow. Fun. So if you want to hear more about this movie, <laughs> check out Hallmark Heartbeats. And Mary, mm-hmm. it's time. One oh year later, gosh. what happens? <sighs> So it's one year later. Her life is kind of together. The satellite office is working. Her and Cooper are still dating. The kids have like adjusted. It's one year after her sister has passed and she became a legal guardian. Cooper, you know, they're kind of celebrating and also like remembering her niece buys her a charm bracelet and has some of the memories of her being their mom. So it has like a little blow dryer (laughs) and like a cookie and, you know, all these other fun things and a horseshoe. The nephew, Ben, um, is playing a gig that night and they go to the dance and she sees Cooper is there. He's like, can we go for a walk? I want to talk to you. I want to show you something. So he takes her back to the theater. <laughs> He's like, I know that this is a really special and also really hard day for you. And she's like, yeah, you know, and they kind of talk about it all and they 
they sit on the stage where they had their first kiss and he gets out a, a box again and she thinks it's in a ring box and she thinks oh my gosh you promised like you would never bring this up again I don't want to talk about the time I thought you were proposing to me like this is not funny it's not fair like she thinks he's being he's joking and he's like Josie this is not a joke <laughs> this is not someone else's ring I messed up when I didn't follow you to NYU and I'll never let you go again and he proposes to her and uh, everybody in the family knew. And so they all come in after she says yes. I, I feel like you're not showing me any emotion. Normally I get more audible gas. Maybe I need to <laughs> rethink about it. It's not your one year later. I told you this movie just didn't, I don't know. This, this story just didn't grab me that much. In this movie, I never knew how much longer there was going to be or if I just could, I couldn't see where it was going, what the end was going to be. And then when it ended, I didn't feel that satisfied by it. Wow. Last night, we were with a friend of ours who went to Juilliard, and we were telling him how Juilliard is the feeder school to Hallmark, and he said that he went there at the same time as Philippa Sue, who played Eliza in Hamilton, among other things. And I said, Aaron Krako has made way more money than Philippa Sue. But Mary thinks that Philippa Sue has made more money. So look on Instagram for our poll, and tell us what you think. Who's richer? Aaron Krako, who is a producer on one of the biggest uh, fiction series on cable or philippa sue who was in some broadway shows she's not just been in broadway shows she's also been in movies and she was on the album of hamilton so she's got a whole singing career okay let us know what you think so next week i don't think there's a movie i think we're clear until you you had had me in aloha tbd about next week but make sure you tune in to hallmark channel next saturday to watch moonlight in vermont if you've never seen it so good Ooh, and they're also showing my favorite love on the sidelines what when at noon next weekend oh my gosh that is legitimately the best movie ever i watch that instead of the super bowl every year Yeah, and then two weeks, also not a new movie. They're going to be showing The Beach House, which, if you thought this was sad, The Beach House is really sad. It's with Chad Michael Murray, Minka Kelly, and Andy McDowell. It's a mm. Hall of Fame movie. Oh, I still am sad thinking about that movie. And then, so I guess in three weeks, our next new movie, You, you Had, had Me at Aloha. With Pascal Hutton. And Kayvon Smith. Yes. That you may know them better from When Calls a Heart. They are my favorite couple in When Calls a Heart, Lee and Rosemary. Well, until then, everybody, remember, stay thirsty. Do you have any um, (laughs) rants? Anything else you want to say? Yes. I've thought about it more, guys. Hi. I'm still not over it. Um, it'll probably take me a year to get over what has happened on One Calls the Heart. And I'm just going to say one other thing, because I think everybody is emotionally exhausted from me ranting about One Calls the Heart. I saw a meme today. I sent it to Charlie, and it says, Elizabeth picked Charles 2.0, changed my mind. And I finally understand why I just don't like Lucas, because it's so right. She just picked another Charles. Oh, had you not thought about the parallels? I I mean, like, I kind of had, but I, like, I genuinely thought she's going to pick Nathan. 
So I didn't think she was going to pick Lucas because he was a Charles 2.0. And now I'm just like, why? Like, it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I think because I just watched season two, Charles is fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. You see, Charles has been so distant in my mind. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I like I haven't watched the first couple seasons in a while. Ago. Yeah. And that's why I was shocked about Lucas, because even though she had fun with Charles, you could tell she really didn't want to be part of that world again. Yeah. And I feel like with Lucas, yeah, she gets to stay in Hope Valley, but she's entering that world again a little bit. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I, I have firm faith that something will happen. And you know what? I hope that like Rosemary, who got, you know, who was the other person in the triangle the first season and then got Lee and it was just the most amazing storyline ever. And they're the best couple on One Calls to Heart. I'm hoping that Nathan gets his Rosemary and that they get like a really great storyline next season. So fingers crossed, guys, but I'm still peeved. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>